Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm okay. <laughs> uh, okay is, yeah. is all right. Uh-huh. But, mm-hmm. A little yes. scared, but, uh, you know, I, I, well, I was saying. you're going to have to explain now. Well, yeah, I mean, I, and it may be completely legitimate, but I was getting dressed this morning. I was up putting my makeup on, and my housekeeper was there today, and the doorbell rang, and... I heard the doorbell ring, and she went and answered the door. And I heard her say, okay, you know, come on, come in. And I I, I was, of course, in my robe, so I wasn't going to run down. I could hear it was a man's voice. So I said, excuse me, excuse me, what are you doing here? And I said, what's going on? And, and he said, well, I'm coming to check your gas meter. I said, no, you're not. I said, I have no notification of this. I said, I know things are different now. I said, I'm sorry, but I'm not allowing you in my home. You're already in the front door. Please leave. And he said, um, he said, okay, ma'am. He said, I don't want to scare you. We're, I, I, I've been telling this company, which is UGI, um, I've been telling these pe- people, you know, you know, you can't just show up. You need to let people, in, regardless of whether they're in the truck, whatever. I'm not, if I knew nothing about it, I'm not letting you in the house. And, she, you know, Dorota didn't know any different. She was just going to let him in. And, you know, he's dressed in, uh, you know, his... Uh, rain gear and he you know had credentials but I, I I wasn't down there I wasn't looking at them I saw the truck in front of my house and I said I, I said you'll have to call or someone can call me if they need to make an appointment to come in my home you're not just going to show up and come in and he said I, I totally agree I said I please I, you're probably the nicest guy in the world please know I'm just being careful he said I totally respect that ma'am I'll give you a, a card which he did and it was a tip it was a UGI card I mean I, I'm sure it was absolutely legitimate but no one's coming in my house unannounced like that nobody and um he just it, he was very very kind I mean he didn't get flustered with me I, because and I was I was equally as nice but I was firm about you're not coming in and um so he left and um I thought this is this is the stuff I mean people just let you know, anybody who thinks you're, they're dressed, they should be, they can come in. I mean, and you just never know. So I, that was the first time something like that has really happened since all of the, the you read and you hear about all these scams. And mm-hmm. I just, I'm like, no, yep. please leave my house. And could not have been a, a gentleman he was. Um, so whoever he was for UGI, I, you know, I, I say he was a very good employee, didn't get upset with me, didn't do, just listened to what I said, wrote the information and left. But it was, 
it, it really was something I'm thinking, wait a minute, don't they let you know that they're doing this or text you or say or send yeah. a letter saying this is what we're, we need to do? Nobody did. This it recently happened with the water company. So I had to make an appointment with them and they came in. I knew it. They sent me a letter. This isn't this is not the same thing as, you know, the gas. You show me. And plus, why do they have to come in anymore? I thought everything's outside. I don't know. Is your meter inside or no, outside? No, outside. Yeah. Oh, so I weird. don't understand why they needed to get into my basement. Mm -mm. Yeah. So I got to find out. I'm calling later. Um, well, I think you erred on the side of caution here. Yes. It just doesn't all add up. No, it doesn't. No. So. Now, the water meter, they have, they can now go by because they used to have to turn your water off if you, if you had an issue with the water or you didn't pay them. They could turn it off from the curb. Mm -hmm. Now, they have an electronic, which is why they need to get in, to set this electronic thing up so they can electronically or remotely zap you and they have to get into everybody everyone's home to get that because not you know you didn't have it so as they're i guess i guess going through the pro the um uh, uh process i guess of getting into everyone's home for that they make an appointment with you so okay that was legitimate um and of course meyer was with them so i said you're you know please be here when this guy comes in and so he was and it, and that's exactly what they did but i don't know anything about the gas i didn't even think anyone comes into your house anymore I unless there's a problem getting something from ppl about uh, doing something on the meters as well they were going to be around and they were going to replace them something on the meter so like you said it could be uh read electronically so that there was no more need for people to, to come around in. and do that. Yeah. Uh, but again, that was because they sent two or three notices that there would be somebody coming. That's fine. That makes sense. But I don't... The other thing is, too, with Comcast, um, I know that when you... there's a, Unless there's a need for you to have somebody come in, I don't ever see a Comcast person come to the door. So if I called because I knew that there was something I was having difficulty yeah, with, yeah. you'd set up an appointment and blah, 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 yeah. and they call you half an hour ahead of time to let you know the guy's coming. That's fine. But I don't understand why someone from a utility company, especially in the environment we live in today with the right. scammers, right. would do something like that without giving you a notice warning and 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 not only even if they sent me 10 letters and i chose not to read them which i do they still need to know it's okay to send someone and tell me that it's all right during my time for them to be there yeah well of course the rainy pouring rain day they come knock uh no uh, uh nope so he but again he was very nice i'm sure he it was fine but um mm-mm -mm. No, and he was kind. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, he, I can't tell you. He could not have been nicer. As was I, but firm. Get out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> could I be any more clear? Get out of my house. <laughs> no, I think that pretty much says it all right there. But he was not. He, he was very sweet. <laughs> so just it goes to anybody, you know, because I could beat the you know what out of anybody, and I'll do it. I'll, you know, me, Lynn, West yes. Sider, that I am. Yes, yes, yes. You know that old line. We won't if you don't beat you on the. I the football field will be in the alley. <laughs> I hate that line. But that's like, I have this fight in me that I'll like, Rrr. so like, don't mess with me. I but it's a cad thing. It might be. <laughs> it might be. But still, it's like, Grr. 
I well, prefer once a West Side or always a West Side, okay. right? Then that's, yeah, that's, that's how it. we look at it. But um, yeah, so that was my um, uh, blood pressure <laughs> raising kind of episode. <laughs> That's today. <laughs> I should have checked it because usually it's quite low. The other day, <laughs> the other day I took it. It was one twelve over fifty eight. Wow. <laughs> Were you alive? Yeah, that's what I said, because it's not usually, I mean, it used to be real low when I was younger, but yeah. like it's gotten, you know, to like 122, 123. The other day it was 131 wow. over 70, you oh, know, but my. it just, it was, so it was up a little, I guess. I guess. <laughs> yes. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So how was the event last week with the ladies? Oh, we had a good time. The Barbara Taylor, could she was a lovely, lovely lady. Yeah. Um, so sweet and kind. It was so funny because, you know, you're all... You, you meet these people who are speaking uh, for you, and I've ne I've never met her. I read the story, and she writes books, and she's she she's an author, I should say, and she's she's from North was it North North Scranton, graduated from Central in 1981, two years behind me from West, and she's was lovely. And I, you know, you see the newspaper, you see someone, it's one thing, but when you see them dressed and decked out, and you know, I, I so I was walking through our um, like a, we. Had have a little um, hospitality suite for all of the uh, society members to come in beforehand and because we're there much earlier than it begins and photos take place all early so I was up in the hospitality suite and I walked by and there was this woman standing there by herself actually and she said you look so familiar and I knew I had no idea who she was and I said oh. I said I do and she said yeah and I said okay well I'm um I said uh I'm Laurie Cadden and she goes oh and I said who are you and she said I'm Barbara Taylor I said oh my god Barb you're, you're our speaker and she said yes and I said oh it's so happy to meet you and I you know hugged her and we talked and she said why do you look so familiar I said I, I, I mean it could be a million things and she goes I know oh my god I know I watch you on ECTV she oh. said I live in Kingston and I've seen you on TV before oh my god but so all I'm saying is it was so weird to have the reverse because everyone walks up and she's the speaker and you're and I right. was just cruising by and she well we had the nicest conversation she's lovely right. beautiful woman lovely lovely did a wonderful job speaking she but, lives um, in Kingston temporarily oh yes temporarily okay. So, um, I, oh God, I I just enjoyed her message. She was funny, but uh, you know, talked about her struggles and why she wrote about how what she wrote about, and just it was just very very. Um, if you could sit there and listen, and 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 as women have an hour and a half of cocktail hour, and so it's an hour cocktail and a half, mm -hmm. and you just being you know after you have dinner and everything happens, and then she gets up and she just nailed it. I really I see. She was interesting. She didn't go too much. She didn't go too little. She was perfect. So, and then there was another young lady who um, won one of the awards that uh, has been given out recently. It was not years ago, but they started it um, in a little scholarship type thing. She was lovely and from Scranton High School. And, uh, and I, the, her name escapes me. I'm sorry. But um, it, it, she, it just was... Um, it was it was a nice, very nice. Patty Jones did a great job, and um, it was really good. The Black Diamonds, of course, came in, and of course, most of the men, a lot of the men, I should say, come to our cocktail party prior to them going up to the men's dinner. 
Now, really? we don't have that privilege, but we offer it to the men, and they take us up on it. And then some men who stay the whole time, like I was spoke, speaking to Tim Rowland the other day, and I said, mm-hmm. hey, Tim, thanks for you know, coming to the, uh, and staying for our dinner. He goes, are you kidding? You have to be nuts not to want to be here. I said, yeah, your odds are pretty good with all these chicks. And he said, I love it. He said, I have so much fun. I have more fun here than I do anywhere I stayed. He said, I had a blast. So, um, you know, that's usually what happens. Mm -hmm. So, yes. So congratulations to Patty, Patty, uh, Jones, who was the uh, president this year. Our next coming president, the incoming president is a woman by the name of Lori Thomas. Wagner. Lori is a West Sider, graduated two years behind me from West, and she is a delight. So I'm very proud of her, and she's coming up next. So Good. everybody, the planning committee did a bang up job. We were very, very How many people pleased. were there? I there were over 300. I'm not quite sure what the exact number was, mm-hmm. but it was a nice turnout at the Radisson. We were back there, and they, of course, always do a, a fabulous job. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I say this all the time. Anyone, when you go anywhere and there's mass-produced food, if you go worrying about what your food is going to be like or if it's that you're going for the wrong reason, That's it's mass-produced food. However, the Radisson does one of the best jobs around, I think, of doing doing yeah, that I for agree. that many people whether it's the mayor's prayer breakfast which jill I, I can say safely lynn has never been because it's a breakfast but jill i'm sure you've been and i go every year um there's 500 people in that room and they do an unbelievable job of getting and it's served meals uh, so you get kudos to them and it's always happy to be back there because they're so good so and jack martin was our dj did a great job for us great job Mm-hmm. Patty Thomas's son sang uh, Danny Boy and um, got a Star Spangled Banner, I think it was, or God Bless America, one or the other. And um, it was great. Good. It's a great night for the gals all around. That's nice. Yep. Yeah. So and that's all I can we, tell you about we that. We have some I said shout enough, outs. didn't I? To whom? Well, to our friend Donna Barbetti, oh, past mom. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. that next. That, yes, that's really. Her mom was in her nineties, right? Ninety-seven years old. Thomasina, wow. uh, Cinti uh, Michelli, and she was a terrific lady. I loved her. Mm-hmm. Um, Donna was an incredible daughter. Has done a wonderful job. Three and a half years. Thomasina has moved in with the Barbetti family, and um, uh, Mike Barbetti Senior and Junior have done an outstanding job helping Donna with their mom, Hospice of the Sacred Heart. Um, and all of her caregivers, uh, Donna was very pleased. A lot of, lot of work and a lot of uh, care was given to Thomasina through these years. But ninety-seven, incredible lady. So we look, we give our hearts go out to the Barbetti family. So yes. we are going to take a very quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now back to Laurie and Lynn. Everybody, welcome back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. I am Laurie Cadden. 
the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, which is a firm specifically for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse that's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And... Yes. We have some things to talk about. Here. Any quizzes? No, I'm afraid there isn't one. I was really looking for one for you this week, but oh, I could not you find haven't given one. me one lately. Well, I guess we it kind of uh, became eclipsed by the AARP bulletin, which showed up in my mailbox earlier this week. So there are a couple things in there that I thought were really interesting. And the cover story is what they know that you don't. And these are just kind of tips for, on different topics. But the one, obviously, I, I wanted to focus on is financial manager. Um, there's a guy here they interviewed, David Mendels, who's the director of planning at Creative Financial Concepts in New York City. And his tips were, diversification is your safety net. In times of market turmoil, a concentrated portfolio puts you in the most jeopardy. That's an important point. Um, a lot of people in our area, because they worked for companies that were that had stock that was listed on the stock exchange, took a lot of their uh, 401k plans in stock of that company. And so it's the old all your eggs in one basket routine. So they... Um, they have a significant amount of their wealth, especially in their 401k plan, that is devoted to the stock of one company. And the reason why that's attractive is because, uh, in many cases, they will match it with shares of the company. So then you get twice as much in in the uh, package. And I, my concern is that people feel as though it's a personal thing that they are um, obligated to uh, the company for giving them the number of years of, of work that they had. And so they feel like if they sell it, they're selling their souls. And that's just not the way you have to look at it. it I understand that it makes sense while you're working, but when you get to the point where it's time to reprogram everything and say it's time for me to look at this like this is my asset that's going to create income for me in retirement you cannot have everything in one stock and obviously the reason is if something happens to that stock like for instance most recently Boeing a lot of people had shares of Boeing and they thought it was the best stock on the planet and it probably was and then GE is another one that went through some really tough times these were stocks that were names that you could count on forever um, except until you couldn't and that's kind of like how it is now so I'm thinking of Procter & Gamble a lot of people in our area have P&G stock and that took a hit a while ago and you know the thing is it depends on when you retire if you retire when the stock is down and you want to convert that into something that is going to produce income for you not necessarily a good time to do it so diversification is really important what that means simply is not having all your eggs in one basket so the other advice is make sure your money is spread among different types of investments too 
like U.S. stocks, foreign stocks, bonds, and publicly traded real estate trusts. Investing in mutual funds is safer than buying individual stocks and bonds. Now, safer is a relative term, but let's just say that I think the intention of that was you can get more bang for your buck if you invest in a mutual fund that owns lots of stocks than if you buy individual stocks. That's true. Okay. Number two, it's hard to plan for economic calamity. The only way to mark the market will stay down or not recover for a very long time is if there is a truly catastrophic economic situation. But you can't really plan for that. And if it happens, even cash under the mattress isn't that safe. And the answer is just to ride it out. I mean, that's that's all you can do. Think twice before paying off that mortgage if it uses up lots of cash. That's another myth that yeah, people have. Yeah, what's the deal with that? It's like somebody said to you, some said to people, you should have no debt when you get into retirement. And so there's no distinction between, between what which we've talked about good debt, bad, bad debt, right? All right? Credit card I, debt, forget it. Yeah, I was always told and trained and believed from that that it's a, a mortgage is good debt and it's you can write your mortgage debt off mm -hmm. why would you pay take money out of something and pay it off when you have no then write-off for it well, is it then just because you don't need the write-off or what no when you're looking at retirement at that point it's not necessarily anything to do with writing it off it's about the fact that it's less you have to pay out every month, month when yeah. you look at your retirement needs but lynn i hear people say that they're not retired and they're getting that advice from their accounts or their, or their honest to God. I, no, I won't I know, mention names, but I can't tell you how many people have told me that. It's just the I'm fact like, oh, I can't that wait to pay off my mortgage. Can't wait. To yeah, there's just this thing about debt in this country. And that's, you know, it gets abused. We've seen so much of it. But also debt is what allows you to get other things. So you need to have the debt in order to have a house. There's no point in taking forty, fifty thousand dollars out of your IRA account and paying saying, it off. Let me pay off the mortgage yeah. because I feel so much better now. I can have a mortgage burning party. Yeah, I don't know come what that on. nonsense is about, but it just doesn't make sense because now you need that fifty thousand. What are you going to do? Go out and sell a room in your house? Right, you, especially you so you're saying if you're not if you're not going to sell your house, the asset is not coming back to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it just doesn't make sense to me. But, you know, that, that rule is you've got to always pay off your mortgage when you retire. Maybe. Maybe. It just depends on, on the rest of your situation. Another one was don't panic and sell too early. This is how most people get hurt by market downturns. Panic is your biggest enemy. The best way to combat that is to make sure the funds you need in the next three to five years are invested in boring stuff. Like a bank account. Sorry, Joe. So non-risky. Uh, Short-term CD, treasury bill, or note, or money market fund. That's the stuff that you want to put it into because that's dollar for dollar what you'll get back. It's right. that simple. Right, right, right. So if you just plan out for two to three years and say, this is what I need, fine. It gives other things an opportunity to grow or recover or whatever it needs to be. And the last one is don't get overconfident either. All investors have to be ready for occasional rough patches. The four most dangerous words when the markets have been strong for a long time. Da-da. Oh. This time it's different. 
No, it's not. Oh, it's only a matter of time because that's the way of it's the way the market works. It has its ups and it has its downs. Now, everybody at this moment is freaking out because they think that it's time. It's time because for this market to Because it's been going on since 2009. It's yes, 10 years or yes. something. That's it. But that doesn't so mean anything. Right. How? Okay. So let's just do this if it doesn't mean anything historically. Yeah. Do you know how long the longest bull market run has been? Not 10 years. Not 10 years? No. So this is the longest yes. ever? Yes. For real? Yes. Yes. But that, see, that's my point. The reasons that we had the, the bear mar the bull markets before and when they stopped, a lot of those reasons are don't exist anymore. Such because, as well because we have electronic banking. We have things that just move so smoothly in and out of things. It's not necessarily that the market and the domestic situation is such that it would cause that kind of thing to happen. The only reason at this point that something crazy could happen has to be external. It has to be from outside the boundaries of the United States. What I'm saying is our economy is fine. It's strong. Okay. But if you take a look at things happening, Venezuela, yeah. Russia, Iran, any of that business, or natural disasters that could be beyond what anything we can imagine, that's the kind of stuff that can make an impact. We just had a, a meeting today of the um, Federal Reserve. They chose not to raise the rates. Thank God. And that's and the market <laughs> went nuts today. Again, up. I don't want it to go so, up. But that's what I'm saying is that it's when you look at the fundamentals of what's happening in the market any economist would do the the ratings of where we are at the moment there's reasons for some of them to say this could come crashing down there's others that say why it's perfectly fine there is no right answer okay. but as far as what we just talked about it may be time for some kind of major correction to happen in the market, like a 20% downturn. But that's not unusual. It's kind of the way it needs to and be. And if you're in it for the long term, out. for the most part, that's what happens. Exactly. You, you can just let expect it go. That yes, expectations. And stay put. <gasps> Don't start. I'm not. I'm not worried. That, that stuff never, I never worry about that. I know. I know. But Meaning, because you just got to, it's the old Warren Buffett way, isn't it? You just, and then somebody was telling me something else, uh, somebody else who's a, a good, it's not Warren Buffett, somebody else, Lynn. What about it? It's just, it's, 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 uh, people pay attention to what he does, too. I'm trying to think who it is now. It was surprising to me. I'll, I'll find out. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. Well, Warren Buffett's the perfect example of a guy who buys good quality stocks and just holds them because he knows that things will go up and down. And if you just keep doing that, and fine. It's the people who buy the crazy stuff and expect it to go up, keep going up, like 20 and 30% returns. It doesn't happen. Oh, Lynn. Sorry. Can't you give us any inside scoop? No, I can't. <laughs> No, I tried. You see what I did? Try. Yeah, you did. Try. We're on air, and you know. Yeah. <laughs> and because okay. we're on air, I can't yeah. say a damn thing. <laughs> and you wouldn't anyway. Okay. Um, well, okay. so in other words, protect yourself, but be sensible about it. Diversification is truly the operative word there. Okay. The more you develop other th other areas where people where your money can grow. 
is really the best formula for success. Like we talked about real estate. Real estate is really an important piece to put in there. And some people don't have the temperament or the money or whatever to go out and buy a commercial property or a two-family home or something. But you can certainly buy real estate investment trusts, and they are managed separately. It's like a mutual fund that owns right, real estate. Right, It's fine. You just have to do some research and find out what's out there and what's in those what kind of properties are in there and you're fine all right okay well we one other take, thing yeah hurry because we have one minute break oh yeah all right never mind yeah Can't never get mind into it. we'll come back later next time all right well we will be right back you're listening to the laurie and lynn show it's saturday morning with laurie and lynn now back to laurie and lynn Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am managing director of a company called Women of Substance, which is a, a financial planning firm specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and it's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And our guest expert today is Jill Valenti, who is the associate vice president of and retail branch manager of Fidelity Bank. And we're so happy that she's here with us today representing Fidelity Bank. So welcome. Thank you so much, Len. I'm glad to be here as always. Yes, <laughs> we always have way too much fun. We do. And I should also say too that Ms. Cadden had to leave a little early. She has a, another commitment that she had to run off to. So it will just be Jill and me today and we will take this to the end. So, tell me what we're going to talk about that's going on with Fidelity Bank. Some good news, I hear. It's very exciting news. So, okay. you know, at Fidelity Bank, one of our core values is to be an integral part of the communities that we serve in. Right. Not only fight for financial advice, but also to do, you know get in to make charitable donations to the community. Um, we've done hands-on things with the community. But as we expanded our footprint this year into Luzerne County, into um, the Dallas area, our Balk Mountain branch, Fidelity has designed a $15,000 impact grant that we are going to award to a local nonprofit in the area. Ooh. So uh, nice. it was a very exciting, it was a very big award. So yeah. we uh, structured it kind of like the grants where we would have local nonprofits solicit and submit an application. They were reviewed and, you know, narrowed down. So we have five exciting uh, nonprofits in the area. And right now that they're narrowed down, not only can you stop into our newest branch, a state-of-the-art branch and have an espresso or use our oh. tech bar. <laughs> espresso all right exactly or a cookie if you are a yes. coffee um daily you can stop in and vote for which of the five that you would want to see awarded in for that branch? in that one branch which is specific. the one in back it's, mountain correct it's on memorial highway okay. in dallas okay so um and who are the five finalists you're allowed so to say i am allowed to okay. say <laughs> so our five finalists is the one is the back mountain regional fire and ems mm -hmm. and they would be looking for funds to recruit and retain retain their training so very worthy cause, any emergency services, of course. Uh, another is our Back Mountain Memorial Library. 
They are looking for renovations for a new multi-purpose room, so very worthy of some assistance to help with that. Uh, Back Mountain Little League. Uh, they are, I guess, recently merged with another little league, and they're looking to recondition some playing fields. Mm-hmm. So, very worthy mm-hmm. cause. Dallas School District is looking to add additional, and I never know how to say this. Is it STEM or is it STEAM? STEM. STEM mm-hmm. programs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can provide some assistance in that way. And then Lake Lehman School District is looking to promote financial literacy through the EverFi program. I which vote is, for that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop in and have your vote yeah. for that. Yeah. So um, it's a very exciting uh opportunity that we have mm-hmm. in that in that area and fidelity is very very since the community has been so welcoming to us this is a great way for us to say thank you to them uh as we're their new neighbors so and how long has the branch been open so january i think it was mid-january 13th or 14th we had our grand opening okay and we had a host of events going on there um so, it's, like I said, state-of-the-art. We have a tech bar there. They have the recycler machines. We have the espresso machines, coffees and cookies, and the friendliest bankers in town, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, who's the branch manager there? So, A.J. Crayhill is the okay. branch manager there. Okay. Is that... Um, I don't oh, know if I, you've met him. No, I don't think so. I was thinking of uh, the woman who is the head of the Pittston branch. Trish Curley. And Trish has been here several times. Yes. And before it was open and even right after it was open. So I was just wondering who was the star of the one in the back mouth. Exactly, <laughs> okay. exactly. Well, I can tell you our Luzerne branches are very happy to have some more family as our footprint grows there. That's so, great. So it's really great. That's nice. But we're very excited. So now through April 19th, you can stop in once a day mm-hmm. and cast your vote. So I encourage everybody to do that. So you can vote more than once? Y- yes. Okay. Just once a day. Yes. But every but, day up until wow. then. So Okay. So that'll bring a lot of people in. Yeah. So I encourage that and say hi to the team there. And yeah. like I said, get some financial wellness while you're there. Is it um, going to be named after anybody in particular, the grant? <laughs> that piece of information I don't know yet. Okay. But I can also, I was allowed to tell you, too, as a little teaser, that we may be doing this again in the very near future. And that's all I can say about ah. it right now. But I was told to give that teaser. So <laughs> okay, when and we come back again, maybe we can yes, talk more about that. I think so. But the, uh, would that imply that it would be done in other areas? Is that what it is? Correct. Or we just, okay, Correct. good. So. I got that out of her. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So it could be any of the other branches that you have your footprint in exactly right. that sounds exactly. good so, i like that idea yeah of course i have to say that you know i haven't been at the abington branch in quite some time since um i moved out of my office which was right there off the morgan highway and i'm definitely feeling withdrawal from cookies because you know man best cookies in town oh <laughs> And I can't leave without them, you know. I know, I know. And I told Joanne that's a prerequisite for anybody who comes here, but nobody's listening to that part of it either. Aww. You're the only one who brings cookies, I might add. Aww. Trish has bought some. Okay. Okay. Very every, good. every once in a while she Very does. Good. So that's good. But I have to say, yeah, I think, I really think that that idea of a cup of coffee and a cookie is just, it's just so 
welcoming and it just brings back all the things of a, being a kid you know you just Agreed. remember the comfort food the things that made you feel good so um kudos to you and the bank for doing that i, I just i say it all the time but i think it's wonderful thank you so what other what other things um is fidelity doing in the community besides this i know we talked about the literacy program mm -hmm. and that was something that was that's been going on uh, for a couple years correct and is that still something you're doing going into the school it's something very that fidelity is very passionate about especially um, we're coming into uh, financial wellness month usually in april and we do a program that's called teach your children to save where they're elementary small children so we go in and provide a small program for children because we feel it's important from right from the get-go that yeah. children understand what a bank does that you have to save that you know you just don't go out to the backyard and pick dollar bills off trees you know so yeah, um, i don't i too that would be fun <laughs> wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. so we're very very proud of the fact that the community allows us to go in and give back in that way um they've also have various different uh training programs in conjunction with Junior Achievement and also with EverFi where they would go to a more high school level, level yeah. and go in and do financial literacy with mm -hmm. them, which again is important because most people who are, or most, I should say children, who are graduating high school going into college don't even know how to write a check not that that's very popular item I this know, day but don't, really don't know how to, to even know. send uh something else other than venmo yes. so um which we are soon to be integrating into Yay. our stuff not venmo i, think, I believe it's zell, zell. but yeah. i think that that's going to be great to keep up with the time so yes indeed so it's wonderful that Fidelity does that. I mean, it's I say it all the time. One of the reasons why I love being a Fidelity banker because it allows us to give back to the communities mm -hmm. that we're a part of. Mm -hmm. So that sounds wonderful. I, yes. I I've always loved that idea of going into, uh, especially into the high schools. Agreed. And the reason why I think that is so critical that that time frame in a in a child's life is so critical is because that's when they're starting to work, and they're getting a paycheck. And if they don't understand what to do with a paycheck and how to structure how they spend, save, invest, whatever, they will never learn it. And they will carry whatever they create, whatever savings, spending patterns they create at that time, they will carry with them into adulthood. Agreed. And I think that if you get to those kids at that point where they actually have some money of their own, not an allowance, but something that they've earned, then they get to see the relationship between what it is that they've gotten for, what they've done, what they've earned, I guess is the way to say it, and then what do you do with it? So the fact is that there's plenty of opportunities for people to want to take that money from them for a thousand and one reasons and if we grow up in that kind of a, a world and that's the lifestyle i want it and i want it now mm -hmm. then there's no opportunity for them to understand what it means to put something away for the so-called rainy day now i'm not saying you have to sock away like i i also know some people who've come into me as a financial advisor and they tell me about literally the money that they have in their house 
in their house. I mean, they just, because they don't trust anything because that's what they learn from their parents. Well, what are you going to do with that? I mean, or God forbid there's a fire or something like that. Yeah, right there. (laughs) That's enough reason to say, literally, watch it go up in smoke. But besides that, who's going to know? If you're hiding it and your children don't know that it's there, no one will ever know. Exactly. And it's, I understand why people want to do it. But I think having rational ways of addressing money and how it works and what it does is just so important. And for some reason, we just ignore that in what we teach everybody. I don't know why it's so taboo, because one of the things I always encourage, too, with somebody who's getting ready to go off to college is, even to their parents, they should be have already have a basis of sit down with them when you're doing the bills so that they even can see how else are they going to learn if they if right. it's not a mimicked behavior or a learned behavior they should be a part of that now i'm not saying how far in depth you know you yes. want to get with your children right. but i think it's important you know my parents even instilled in me you know you have to work you have to put something away and even to the part that you you have to give back in some way Mm -hmm. you know so some of the money gets donated to a charity some of it you have to work for you have to work and save but it's challenging in this like you said this instant gratification world we live in now it's it's challenging with that as i'm finding out with my small nieces and nephews exactly (laughs) exactly you gotta train them early exactly jill thanks for being here with us today uh, it's Jill Valenti. How can people get a hold of you if they want to ask you some questions? So you can always go to our website, bankatfidelity.com, or you can reach me via email, which is jill.valentini at fddbank.com. Okay. I love it. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much um, for so having me. Laurie isn't here, but of course, she would always say, uh, be careful and be nice. So on that note, we'll say goodbye and have a great weekend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.